for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show on Podcast One. Hey, good news. We're doing round two of Comedy Fantasy Camp. I'll be there. Jay Leno's coming back. John Lovitz, Caroline Ray, Trevor Wallace, and many, many more. February 29 through March the 3rd. And this time, we're all getting down at the world-famous Comedy Store. This will sell out as the last one did. Get your tickets now. Go to ComedyFantasyCamp.com for more information or give them a call. 888-762-2263. Join Adam Carolla and Jay Leno for Comedy Fantasy Camp Part 2. Call 888-762-2263. 888-762-2263. Or visit ComedyFantasyCamp.com. This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting. But yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a church with Gunderman to get it on. Dr. Drew's board certified physician, Dick Men Specialist. Oh, you'll hear that one time this mm-hmm. year, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> get it on. What's going on? Happy New Year, dude. What's happening? Everything, man. Yeah, man. So I got lots and lots of thoughts. You mm-hmm. mentioned Adam walked in here and said, man, did you see those games yesterday? And I was like, yeah, is that the Rose Bowl? Yeah. That's Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. With Alabama fans in yeah. the Michigan section, which is always kind of lovely, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always tough. Oh, yeah. We had mm-hmm. friends come out from the South who were big Alabama fans. We made a whole thing. Mr. Garagos got us the tickets. Thank you, mm-hmm. Mark Garagos. Uh, mix for a long day. Yeah. Going to the parade and then go ahead and back. And oh, then my hop God. Down to the- <laughs> And uh, eh, fourth quarter, I was, you know, I was a little tired, and Alabama made some bad mistakes, and my friends were sort of like, uh, yeah, we're kind of, yeah, I don't think that we're going to get this game. So I went to get the car. Oh. Yeah. Then the fireworks started. Yes. I mean, right as I got to the... And you know how we people don't know the the Rose Bowl is just sits in the middle of a neighborhood. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. And they've never built parking ever. Mm-mm. So you actually park on a golf course. Yep. And we were parked at the absolute far end. Like mm-hmm. like it's a half hour walk to the Right. So I thought, hey everybody, I'll take care. I'll get the car and I'll drive back towards the Rose Bowl and I'll get you, I'll pick you up at a good spot. And I'm listening to the game going, God damn it. God yeah, one to overtime, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so that was my that was my. It's just so did you miss that whole overtime thing. Yeah. Missed everything. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and then I went. How many minutes in the fourth did you leave? Uh, probably halfway through the fourth. Wow. Like, like yeah. Really that's, before that's when it just going. started to get going. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, and I, I actually so much so, and I, I I was listening to the local broadcast from Michigan. 
which mm-hmm. I was able to get on Sirius. It was really good commentary, mm. and I thought, i got to go back in. Mm-hmm. So I started heading back in, and uh, that's when Michigan scored, and then uh, our friends th- announced that it's over, and they, they came out. So that was oh. it, so. Wow, yeah, that's a long day. I mean, because that day starts at 6 in the morning, right? When it and starts. it goes until 5.30 in the afternoon or oh, something? Oh, we, we made it better, though, because we said – all right, you know, I got the car. We beat the traffic. It would have been a shit show. We've been sitting here for two hours. Because, again, people don't know. There's three roads in and out of the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And they're not highways. They are two-lane roads. Well, mm-hmm. They're four roads, technically. Mm. Uh, and um, so you know, they they are from out of town. They wanted to go get in and out. So, all right, I got you. This, we got out early. We're going to go to in and out. We go to that one in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Backed up onto the freeway. Oh, Yeah. I don't even know why. Why does In-N-Out advertise? That's what I always think to myself. Ah. It just goes. But, you know, In-N-Out, I think about In-N-Out. I was talking to somebody, and um, I said, you know, I love UPS drivers and FedEx drivers. You know, they're always always hustling. You know what I mean? And uh, she said, why is that? And I said, well, they get paid based on performance, yeah. you know, so you always see those guys jogging and hustling the yeah. car, just the way FedEx and UPS guys drive. Yeah. You'll see them like in a tight alley, barreling forward. They, uh-huh. they hop out of the truck. It's uh-huh. not even, hasn't even stopped moving yet. They're running up the driveway, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens. And then there's sort of the government, you know what I mean? They don't, and in and out, they get a line of 50 cars and they start sending guys out with the with the clipboards and the electronic clipboards out there taking orders, standing yep. 20, 20 cars deep in line because they have incentive. It's yep. a business. Yep. They would like to get the volume going. And that's all I want to see out of life. And the problem is, is it doesn't exist when somebody says... You know, you're a school teacher, you're in a union, you're getting paid whether you go to school or not. You're, then then it goes the opposite way. You start jockeying for as many personal days as you can bake into the contract so you can stay home. I mean, it's like, but my thing is, is do, do we not understand this? Right. Do, it's, do it's, we, ba- it's in our, per, it's in us. That's it's how we're set it's up. In us. Yeah. It's in it's, us. And, and we would all fall prey to it if we made that deal. It's a sort of deal with the devil. But if we just made that deal, if we just said, look, uh, you know, podcasting and there's now a thing, the government has taken over podcasting and you get paid whether you do it two days a week or five days a week or whatever, we'd all immediately start to drift down that road. It, the best of us would. Well, it's, so it's, I th- it's I in us. So let's take the position of uh, the current youth, uh, the the predominant position, which is really you're right, Adam. We should just make a communist system, and we should all be in this together. And uh, there shouldn't be any capitalism to adulterate people's motivation. That's right. the craziness right now. That's well, how people it's, think. it's really, but it's the communism that adulterates your motivation. Of course, it of course. Is. right? That's the whole point. It's, right. it's, it's a, that, that's what people don't seem to understand. They think they look at that at the in and out model or the UPS guy as some sort of a, a, a contamination. No, yeah. I, I, I disagree. Okay. I think they look at it and they don't notice it. Maybe. I think they see, look. In and Out's been around for a long time. We used to go to the In and Out in North Hollywood on Lancashire way back in the day. And if you pulled in, if there were four or five cars, that was busy. 
Now there's 40 cars. Uh, the electronic clipboard notebook thing where the guy would walk out and start getting your order 20, 20 cars in, that, of course, didn't exist before the lines existed. Right. And then the lines existed, and then that existed. Right. And I think these people just sort of sit and look at that, and I don't think they take note of it. Right, just but they're, is. They're, it is, yeah. but they're also kind of happy. Yeah. They're sort of like, oh, good. Instead of waiting for an hour to give our order, I'll just give our order back here, and then it'll be waiting for us. And they, they, they or the UPS guy sort of hustling to get the packages to the doorstep. They like it. They, they, they appreciate it. Yes. They want it. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone, look, everyone wants a package and a UPS burger. So they, they definitely want it. And they like the quality of the In-N-Out burger and so on and so forth. And then they kind of stop thinking about it. And then they go, you know, we got to get a federal grant so we can study, you know, school. You know, we need more unions and more, you know. And then you you would say to those same people, what about school choice? What about charter schools? And they'd be like, well, no, not not for that. And it's like, but you are for in and out and McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King and all of them trying to compete for your dollar, right? They'd go, yep. yeah, I like that. I like all the airlines competing and I like the UPS guys hustling. Well, then what about some competition for schools? And they'd go, mm, no, that hurts the schools. You know, you know, that hurts. And it's like, how does it hurt? How how would just giving McDonald's a monopoly hurt the fast food industry? It would hurt you. It'd be good for McDonald's. It'd be bad for In-N-Out Burger. But what, how, how would that hurt? And they're like, well, because the money goes with the kids. And they, but they can't stand back and go, don't you think competition helps well, you Everything know what's interesting is, is the same person. This I never really thought about this. But the same person that would champion the monopoly breakers from the early twentieth century. You know the Teddy Roosevelt who who undid all the monopolies and right. You know, and they don't uh, apply that to government. <laughs> no, all. the ultimate monopoly. Yeah. They yeah. will not apply it. Yeah, to, it's to so them. interesting, right? Well, it's the same people that. You know, never stop talking about McCarthyism, wanting everyone canceled. And that, you know, that's, right. that's apply, just, using McCarthyism, right? Yes, just just apply it, of course. And so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's hard a, to it's hard to like get your head around it. Well, it's it's hard to get your head around it because you're dealing with basic logic and in, in human behavior. And it's so consistent and it's been around for so long that you have to think that people would understand it by now. And I think I think certain people do understand it, but then there's this large flock of people that just sort of slide in behind them and go, uh. You know what's interesting? I, I was having this conversation a couple of days before. It was, I guess two days before New Year's, uh, some old guy in a bar, I struck up a conversation. The guy was an editor of newspapers up and down New England and stuff. We started talking about education and colleges and what a fucking disaster it all is. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to convince my kids to move to like Carolinas or something. He goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that, not, don't go to a red state. That's, that's MAGA territory. And I go, yeah. And, and I kind of went along with him. Like, yeah, no, I don't want them to be MAGA. I want them to derive the benefits of 
no taxes and school choice and stuff. Oh, they destroyed education. Education is gone there. Are you kidding? And, and I, I just let it ride, and I'm mm-hmm. pissed. I, I woke up pissed at myself for sort of, but, but it, but it stayed with me as. Here's a guy who was reasonable, was looking at the craziness at the university systems, and yet when he came to his tribal orientation, which was clearly long-standing, he was like mm-hmm. an old-school sort of Johnson-era Democrat. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't, he couldn't understand that he was now the elite that his encumbrances were causing some of the problems and that there is a way to speak truth to power, but you have to do it to people that you are not the guys in the skinny white ties and the horn rim glasses you used to attack. You have to go after somebody different now. Mm-hmm. They, they can't shift. They can't do it. Yeah. It's kind of odd. It should just be, it should be just what's the best for everybody. <laughs> Let's just figure this out. Well, either competition, you know, okay. We, you have to agree on a series of principles, which is, is competition good or not? Does it bring out well, the, you know, your the mom best or your whatever? Would say no. No, they do, they do say no, but they also like Thai food. And they like the idea that there's many different Thai food <laughs> restaurants competing for their dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and But they, don't, they would not acknowledge that as the same thing. They couldn't do it. Yeah, well. This I, is back to what I'm just saying. They like the idea that there are many different choices for automobiles. I, I get it. But they, they can't make that leap to what it is, where it comes from, and what, what's under, underlying that competition. Well, they say. can't. They, they don't want to make the leap because their side doesn't want competition in, in schools, even though, you know, remember you were talking to Barbara Boxer like 10 yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. and I told them, once you ask her a real question, Drew, instead yeah. of a softball yeah. Yeah. interview, yeah. so you gingerly soft pedaled one of my questions yeah. in there and then oh, it was about school choice yeah. and then they both shot it down yeah. like they said like by the way I, uh, snarky answers that don't make any sense are not answers are not answers yeah. like what I, about listen. school choice barbara boxer oh i think the 1980s are calling and yeah. they want their policy back wasn't that their answer something like that well what yeah. the fuck does school choice have to do with the 1980s but but you gotta understand i, I hope that my increasing awareness of that bullshit is uh, consistent with an increasing uh, uh, enlightenment of a lot of people. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? I would not let that ride right now. And, yes, and I would, wouldn't I, let it ride right question, now. I would question everything. I would not trust anything these fuckers said. I, I would. I, everything is on that. I, I have, COVID did me a great favor because it tore off the Band-Aid of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of a lot of things. But did we get an answer to my school? No, from Senator. Or, it was uh, Senator Boxer at the time, yeah. Right, or she had just finished. I don't know, California Senator. Yeah. The point is, is uh, we could use it, and she didn't answer my question. By the way, your buddy Schiff was writing in the Rose Parade. Oh God! I, I really I was like, oh my God, he's he's here in the Rose Parade. Ah, so funny. He does not care. <laughs> we are so screwed. <laughs> Because we got <clears throat> between uh, him and that uh, house frau, what's her name, who I hate from this stupid B of A bank commercial thing, uh, Katie Porter. Told oh, yeah. You about it. Just, ugh. I don't know. It's, I, I really, uh, I am a little depressed this year because I've lost so much faith in humanity. It's not really, it's not even a thing. <laughs> 
where it's like, oh, there's bad people out there. You know, you used to think about sort of terrorists or gangbangers or criminals or murderers or something. You know, we used to think about the Manson family, you know, oh, they're bad. Now I'm just thinking about all the people in positions of power that have no correct thoughts about anything. Yeah. Like who, who, who can't think clearly. Yeah. And then set about to make policy based on this fog of, of lack of clarity they have in their head about the way things in the world works and humans work. And I just get depressed now. Well, I've been there for a while. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, 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 but to me, it's micro and macro, just sort of big. We, we were, uh, I was at a, I was at, uh, Daniel's house over for a little Christmas get together. And uh, Daniel's my friend from the man show, very nice guy, very left wing, but uh, a, a very good guy. Yeah. And uh, probably would consider himself uh, well read, a, yeah. a consumer of information. Okay. Uh, he's the guy who at the very beginning of COVID, I was driving around and with my daughter and happened to be in his neighborhood, uh, like up the street coincidentally. So I, I just sort of called him on a Saturday and said, why don't we oh, yeah. swing by? And he said, well, you can't get out of the car. Like I could bring you a beer to your car and you could drink it in the driveway and we could talk, you know, through the window kind of thing. And I was like, oh God, well, I, I don't know see, what it. But see, back then we were just going, oh. That's now, what I did. Now I'd go. Do you know how many cases have been transmitted out of doors? Are you aware of the data? You're yeah, you're, right. you're you're the data guy. Nobody. How knew many anything. cases outdoors? We did know that then. Oh we well, listen, no, I, we knew everything. Yeah. I, that's 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 my whole point. When when you I, hear, I just think we shut up. We wouldn't. Sh now we won't shut up. Well, so, you, so here's when you hear guys like Bill Gates sit up there at the 92Y and talk about we didn't know, you know, we didn't know. You don't think Bill Gates had access to data? I don't think Bill fucking Gates no, no, no. had access to data on COVID. We didn't know. Like, they just do this thing where I didn't know. I'm just no, no. a poor here's, caveman here's lawyer. I don't know. Here's the accurate way he should say it. I was caught up in the hysteria, and so right, I didn't see right, it. Right. That's fine. Yes. Thank you, sir. That's exactly right. Well, Some how us, did I know it? That's we what I was hysterical. Said. We did not get hysterical. We were not caught in it. We looked yes. at it for what it was. Yeah. So anyway, Bill Gates lied. But what's interesting is the the as this enlightenment is occurring in me, and I hope many other people, you're getting depressed, which well, is really interesting. I, what, it, what it is, I've realized. So we were sitting around, uh, me and Daniel and uh, – Jimmy the sports guy and Sal, and just out of nowhere, not really based on anything, oh, well, Simmons and I talk movies a lot, movies we like to watch and stuff like that. And so he said, I saw that Cry Freedom movie, and, uh, and it was really good. I really liked it. And uh, I inter interviewed the guy the movie was made about, so on and so forth. Anyway. I said, oh, yeah. And then we were like, he's going, yeah, it was good. I, I really liked it. And I said, uh, what was that? Why was that movie controversial? You know what I mean? Because like, the left hated it, right? And I'm like, but why? I don't get it. This guy's trying to rescue kids yeah. from sexual slavery. Yeah. Why is that a... Why is what? that a bad thing? Yeah. Which, by the way, shows that they can just go against anything at right. any time. That's the, right. The, the real... Re I think the real reason is the guy's religious or something, yeah, and something they just the hate, they hate, they hate religion. They hate, they hate religion. But anyway, 
Daniel just piped up and he goes, oh, the left didn't like it because it was funded by QAnon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, yeah, the, the QAnon funded it. And I said, no, they didn't. What does that even mean, by the way? I, first off, I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're, they have a production deal who, now. There's no QAnon. I don't know. Who, they, QAnon funded it. Okay. Okay. I said, this story's been around for a long time before QAnon was yeah. around. Yeah. So I don't know how they funded it. But, yeah, I don't even know what it means. And he's like, well, that's why people don't, you know, people on the left don't like it because QAnon funded it. And I'm like, okay. That, that's delusional. That's, Okay, but that's, that's but he gets it from reading the New York Times. I, I know that, we, or the LA Times. He literally reads the New York yeah. Times yeah. and that's where he gets it's brainwashing. his information. It's, it's brainwashing. It's, it's, I, I don't even know what it, what QAnon you, we, we I wouldn't to, know how to find QAnon. How would you contact QAnon? We, we, we have to go to dinner with uh, him and Unbrace. How do they fund him. how do they fund a movie? I know, but it, that's what the New York Times says. I know. So there you go. And that's how that's the times we're living in. And by the way, good luck with <laughs> the next COVID or election or wh whatever it is. Right. Because he's not an outlier. He speaks for that for oh, that yeah. group oh, who yeah. found out the QAnon. Now, to be unfair to him, uh, at a certain point, once the New York Times is wrong about everything for long enough, at some point you got to go, what does that mean? QAnon funded it. They hope. cut a check. Their producers are they credited? Yeah. Are they getting some of the back end of it? Like how how does QAnon fund things? Who's funding QAnon? Are there other productions and ventures that they're funding? Like uh, what 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 does it what does that really mean? Like how would that work? I'm like let's look into it for a second. Yeah, just, let's, just ask Siri. Yes. Should I? Yeah. Ask hey, Siri. Siri. Does QAnon fund? Projects. Okay. Find facts. Pew Research. But you also have to worry about Siri being corrupted. Oh, of course. Because well, here's yeah, of course. But but I'll I'll give it to her. Okay. Americans' awareness of conspiracy increased. Okay. Americans with high political knowledge are more likely than others to have heard of the experience. Majority of Americans have heard of QAnon. I think it's a bad thing. Okay. Uh, when asked to describe QAnon, people most often mention there was a group of some kind or a conspiracy theory, a group of some kind. Well, QAnon has just replaced the Klan yeah. as the uh, magical boogeyman who we're all sort of in cahoots with or doing the bidding of whomever we don't like or something. I don't know what it means. All right. So some of these channels clearly advertise their orientation around conspiracy theories, including one that put the word QAnon in the thumbnail. All right, but they're not funding movies. I see no funding. I see no money. I see no uh, terminated by YouTube. Blah, 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 blah. All right. I mean, let me tell you about our friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with iconic musician and producer Moby. It's a super real conversation about fame and mental health. Moby was really open on this one. My first punk rock show was to an audience of one dog, and my first electronic music show was to Miles Davis. 1999, I thought that my career had ended. My mom had died of cancer. I was battling substance abuse problems. I was battling panic attacks. I'd lost my record deal. And I was making this one last album. And I was like, okay, I'll make this album. I'll put it out. I'll move back to Connecticut. I'll get a job teaching philosophy at some community college. And then all of a sudden, the world embraced me. I handled 
fame and wealth really disastrously. It was so humiliating. I wouldn't trade any of it. For more from Moby, including how he bounced back from a 400-drink-per-month booze habit, check out episode 196 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All right. So now that's the uh, times we're living well, in. Well, good news is masking is back at hospitals and things. Yes. And surgical masks. We can't, they can't get over the surgical mask thing. Which don't do anything for COVID. Correct. Yeah. Well, it, they, they the reason— get, you, you know, the whole theory is— <laughs> I, I interviewed I interviewed that woman that was on John Campbell's uh, podcast about where this theory comes from that a surgical mask is going to do anything. Have we had this conversation. It, it turns out it goes all the way back to the 19th century, where there was first this notion that smells. Oh uh, yeah, we've talked about okay, it a little all right, bit. All right, so. Well, anyway, no, what a, spit doesn't transmit this thing. Yeah, Aerosols but, do. But here's the thing: they're fighting for something symbolic. They don't really believe it. The medical system? Well, you think we would go for fact, you would think. Yeah, but look what just happened. I know. With you would think they'd take a look at it even harder because of that. Yeah, well, okay. So first things first. Ugh. Everyone, every system, and every organization is now corruptible. <laughs> well, we, maybe less so though because of COVID. I mean, we're well kinda, now, but yeah. we we <clears throat> just saw the WHO, the yep. CDC, yep. the FBI, the yep. CIA, the DOJ all essentially get corrupted mm. in the last ten minutes. Mm. They're all corruptible. So that's number one. Yep. Number two, whoever's running those organizations, we should no longer believe. Mm. That's the sad part. Yep. They get holed up in front of Congress or whatever, and they just lie, and they're inconsistent. They're yep. clearly covering stuff and yep. doing things. So, And uh, sadly, you know, I, I, physicians and JAMA and, and all the organ, medical organizations, their stock has dropped about as far as Harvey Weinstein's has in the last few years yes. for me. It's like, yeah. I used to, for well, I looked up for to me. you people. Yeah, you guys, I mean, the idea that, you know, doctors were telling pharmacists that they, or the pharmacists were telling doctors. Or pharmacists were telling doctors that they couldn't prescribe, or they wouldn't prescribe hydrochloric, hydrochloric were and all telling that. doctors. Hydroxychloroquine, sorry. Right. Doc, hospitals were telling doctors they couldn't see their patients. Yes. I, I, I'm just saying the whole, there's Bad no times. more faith in any of that system. Bad times. And I don't I I don't know why it's acceptable to a large swath of Americans. And I also don't know why the side that doesn't that wants the professional tennis player to make his own decisions about his vaccinations or Aaron Rodgers to make his own. How did we become the oppressors? How did we become the conspiracy theorists? How, how did we become what what they're doing? That's, I mean, that's all projection, but I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers never needed a vaccination, so he chose not to get a vaccination. That's all. Right. It's none of my business. Yeah. It's his decision to yeah, make. It's that 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 is the part that's and Djokovic as well. They're both super fit elite athletes who are young and have no pre the pre existing conditions. Decision with their doctor is nobody's fucking business. I know nobody's. 
No, I listen, I agree. And then the argument they always come back with was, well, well, then what about measles? You think everyone should or everyone, you know, this it's always this outbreak thing. And I don't see my feeling is, is don't compare it to measles. Uh, compare it to, you know, tetanus or scarlet fever or something like that, which is like. There are shots you get when you go overseas. If yeah. you go to Africa, you got to get your shots because they have um, yellow fever over there or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Okay. But would you force every American who wasn't going to Africa to get those shots? And you'd go, no. And the answer would be, why? Because it'd be a waste of time. And then you'd go, but well, aren't they endangering other? No, they're not. That, that's what it is. It's not but it, mumps it, and measles. And, and to be fair, for a moment, we thought they were endangering other people and we could prevent them from for endangering other people. And and in in reality, we may have interrupted some of that cycle a little bit during the Alpha Delta phase. I, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to concede that. Now it makes no sense whatsoever. Right. And yet we're still doing it. Yes. We, we cannot adjust course. No. Weird. I, I, that's par- paranoia again. That, that's absolute uh, uh you know, chaos, delusion again. How was New York? Well, it's funny. I was just about to ask you a question, which I found interesting. I, I, I New York was great. Just, uh, just walking everywhere for hours upon hours is always, always a good thing. Um, and uh, I did notice something that I, I thought was interesting. I was down around 16th, 17th. Uh, maybe 15th Street, and I, and in in the water, I don't know all the different districts over there. I can always screw them up. But I, the tenderloin, uh-huh. but I was uh, I don't even know what's why is the tenderloin called the tenderloin? I don't know. I know we why the meatpacking is called the meatpacking. Well, meatpack, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the tenderloin is where the fudge gets packed, right? <laughs> Industrial or union? <laughs> <laughs> um. I was walking around and they had these beautiful storefronts there. Oh, it's like Tribeca, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, wherever yeah. 15th in the well, that's sort of more meatpacking. The, the high rises over there. Well, they've they've refurbished these places uh, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. And I was walking there with my son and uh, killing some time and happened upon these really cool boutique car showrooms. Mm. I don't know if you've seen those. I've seen them for like Kia or, or for Tesla or something, but that's Tesla. That yeah. Tesla, that Fisker, uh. and they had. Oh, Amy's going to have to look up the lyric or whatever. That there's a third. There's a bespoke electric car Rivian? company. Ri, no, it wasn't Rivian. Although Rivian had one, Polestar? I think too. No, Polestar is subsidiary of Volvo. Uh. Uh, it's the shit. It's an electric car. Yeah. It's a luxury electric car. You're not Genesis. No, when you hear the name, you'll know it. It's okay. not part of a, it's a, it's its own brand. Okay. And it only does electric. Okay. And it sounds like the Lyric or something, but I, it's, it's. Like, anyway, Fisker, anyway, electric, Fisker, blah, blah, blah. Blah. So each one is a very nicely appointed showroom with like two or three cars and some display cases yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Sonny and I had some time to kill, so of course we wandered into each one. Mm. Uh, they weren't crowded. There was not not much foot traffic, and there's always some guy in a sport coat, help you know, ready to help. 
And so he's talking about the new model and the SUV and the one I Emmy can't find is uh-huh. uh, you'll find it. It's the only one. Got a, is it got a Q in the name or something? It's like the lyric or something, yeah, but yeah. it's not like the you've seen them. People have them. You've seen them on the road. Yeah, they're a luxury, luxury all electric car. But the point is, is now we have to separate it from BMW and everything else. Lucid. Lucid. Lucid Motors. All right, I'm going to go Lyric and Lucid, and okay. I'm going to say enough. that was that's good. Probably shouldn't have taken that long. Yeah, no, sorry. Anyway, all right. Now, um, so we go into the Lucid, and they got the new SUV, and it's not out till next year, and it's beautiful looking, and it's got all this and that and the other, and then so I say. Uh, What's the sticker on something like this? And they go, we can't tell, we can't talk about it. And then I go, oh, or is it going to be a lease type situation? Or no, nah, we, we can't say anything about that. Huh. We can give you some information. You can go to a website, places, you know, in Fort Worth, Texas or something. Yeah. And then they can give you that information. We're not allowed legally to talk about it. Weird. And then I went into, yeah, there it is. It's the, it's the lucid thing there. And, and then I, I somehow walked into, we walked into Fisker 20 minutes later or something. And I, I, I did the same thing. I, I, I got it after a minute, but I, I, I was like, I, do you guys, are, are we leasing these cars? Or when can we take delivery? And they're like, we can't legally say anything whatever that means about it Weird. and i'm like how's that work we're not a dealership uh, there's no dealership that you know uh, the state license the city uh, won't let them have a dealership so they can have a showroom uh, but they can't give you any information wow. about pricing interesting we can talk about range and we can talk about zero to 60 and we can talk about seating capacity but we can't say a word about price uh. Or down payments, or programs, or leasing—we can't can't talk about it. And I'm like, really? There you go. Like, what the fuck? What? How many rules do we really need? Well, the good that news this is, is a car company that wants to sell their product yeah. to me, but the guy can't tell me if they lease the car or or any part of the price or anything. That's the second. I have to go. That has to go out of state. I, I'm just like, I'm like, I, really? What, it's 2024. Do we need this? And then why? And then who wants it? And then who's behind it? Mm-hmm. I okay. just immediately now assume corruption. That's my first go-to. Well, it's not, I, it's not corruption. Here. It's money. They're getting money for yeah. something. So somebody yeah. else is giving the money, I call that corruption, to lean on these guys. There you go. That's it. All right. Well, maybe in the next show we can figure out what this law is because Emmy's going to have to figure this one out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be in Phoenix this Friday and Saturday at uh, Arizona CB Live, Copper Blues Live. It's a great club. Uh, one of the shows is sold out. I do know that, but maybe some tickets for the other shows. So come on out this weekend. I'll see you Saturday. Then Solana Beach at the Belly Up. Going to be there with Fitz Dog and Jody Miller doing a couple shows on Sunday. So why shouldn't I work on a Sunday, Drew? Come on now. Yeah. And then uh, you can just You've go. always said. Yeah. Yeah. Go to adamcrawler.com for uh, all the live shows. What do you got? Everybody has a work day. You've always said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, com. Everything is there. TV for the uh, streaming show. Ask Doctor. We've had some really interesting stuff. I'm going to actually talk about it tomorrow. Uh, we're wrapping up After Dark, uh, but you may see in 24 some new Loveline-y kind of stuff. Keep an eye out for that. 
So, till next time, Adam Crow for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This is Corolla Digital. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.